הרי מקשר עצמי לאכול את הדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו אוכל את הדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש עם אשר בארץ המה הוא יפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם לחן ועומד מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פייגל בן צמחה נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו דגן עלינו לכל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם לצרפנט התורה רש כ תורה 220 דנו כי יש כמה דברים יקרים בעולם there are many precious things in the world החכם הוא יקר מאוד the wise man is very precious לכן גיבור And the same is true of the mighty person. And the same is true of the wealthy person and the ruler. The person who has rulership, authority. Meaning any person who has some sort of authority, he's very precious. A person can be saved from his troubles through any one of these people that we just mentioned. that if a person has some sort of anguish or trouble and this person who has this trouble goes by this precious person and tells him everything that he's going through such that the this person who has a uh, anguish arouses the other's sympathy and mercy from this he can be saved and uh, have a salvation When a person gives maaser, a tenth of his earnings, towards charity, he saves from enemies. Because God shelters this person with his own hand and saves him. As is brought down in Kohelet, chapter 3, verse 15, that God sides with the oppressed. Hashem, um, always seeks out the person who's being chased and oppressed. And even sometimes the tzaddik, the righteous person, oppresses the wicked. And this is what it says in Yeshaya chapter 51. By the shade of my hand, I sheltered you. Meaning what? That Hashem saves this person, whoever the oppressed person is with the sh- shade of his hand and he saves this person and whenever the oppressed person is a righteous man who is close to God already and Hashem saves him by his hand because he's already close to God but when the oppressed person is a wicked man we see that this person is far from God nonetheless Hashem still protects and saves him as we saw that Hashem God sides with the oppressed as we saw in Kohelet as if we can say God enlarges his hand he extends it and he covers this wicked man even though this man is far from God and through ma'asar through giving a tenth of your earnings to charity what we call a tithe Um, you create this great and, and enlarged hand because this great and enlarged hand is an aspect of his tapkut contentment meaning being happy with what you have that what you have suffices chapter 11 were the sheep and cattle slaughtered for them would it suffice for them if all the fish of the sea etc etc Would it be sufficient for them? And what did Unkelus translate this as? What is um, 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 
um, that if all the fish of the sea had been brought down over there in, um, in Bamidbar, chapter 11, Ummatalahem, would he find them? So what does Unkarus translate this idea of Ummatalahem, finding them? Haispaklehon, would it be sufficient for them? So what does God respond to this? Is God's hand too short? Meaning what? We find that we see that the great hand of Hashem is able to bring contentment to these people. That Hashem's hand is so great that He can bring sufficiency to these people. That it's going to be enough. So we see that the aspect of contentment is the great hand. And through giving a tenth of charity, this is an aspect of being content with what you have. Um... That a person dies with, a person doesn't even die with half of his desires in his hand. Meaning, even that which a person always constantly wants, he wants more, more, more money. For example, when he dies, he's going to have less than half of what he even wanted, because you're constantly being greedy and wanting more. Because he has a hundred, and he's requesting two hundred, etc. As we see. So we see many different things, um, many different, um, many different examples where a person doesn't even die with half of his desires in his hand. He's never being content with what he has. Everything that this person has, it doesn't suffice for him. But with regard to giving a tenth to charity. What did it say about this in Malachi chapter 3? Bring me all your tithe to the house of treasury. And please test me with this. Meaning Hashem is saying, test me with this idea of Masa, with this tenth of to charity. And I will um, pour down Shefa, Hashem is saying. Um, and Hashem is saying, test me with this, giving charity. A tenth of charity and test me with this. I'll pour down shefa until literally your mouth can't even say, um, can no longer be contained. Literally, we're going to say enough, enough from so much that Hashem is going to give you. About this, as we just explained, that your lips are going to wear out from saying the word die enough, meaning until they can no longer be contained. Hashem is going to pour down so much abundance. We find we see that through ma'asah, giving attention to charity, it creates contentment, being suffice, sufficing with what you have, which represents the great hand of Hashem. And through this great hand that we explained above, Hashem is able to extend when He grins His hand. He's able to extend His hand and to cover over the person um, from the, the person He's being oppressed from and to save uh, this person from enemies, as we said above. And uh, Rabbanu adds a final line uh, at the end of the Torah. Shiviti Hashem lenegdi tamid. I brought down in Teilim. Shiviti Hashem lenegdi tamid. I place God in front of me always. What is this idea? Bechinat mit naged. This is the aspect of an opponent. Lenegdi. Negdi is mit naged, an opponent. Meaning that Hashem is sheltering me from my opponent. From the person who's trying to chase me. And this is done through Maser. May we merit through Maser to be saved from our enemies. Torah Rechabet. Torah Liotamid Besimcha Vilavod Hashem Besimcha. 
Rabbi tells us a person needs to be constantly in joy and to serve Hashem with happiness. Even if a person sometimes falls from a spiritual level, a person needs to reinforce himself with the previous days. In the days before, which God shined for him, a small measure of light, meaning all the time where he felt close to Hashem and Hashem showed him many different um, awesome things. A person has to reinforce himself with those miracles of the past and those light of the past that Hashem shown for him. Now we see that many blind people reinforce themselves with the one person who's not blind. Meaning the one person who's not blind walks this, these blind people. And these blind people believe in this man. And they walk behind him. Also the blind person believes in his staff. That he's walking with his staff even though he sees nothing. A person ought to follow himself. Why? Because since in those previous days, Hashem shone a light for him. And um, he strengthened himself, his heart, within, uh, within God. Meaning there was once a time where he felt close to Hashem. Because even though now he feels sealed and closed off, his eyes and his heart feel sealed and closed off that he can't see Hashem. He, he doesn't feel any emotions with God. Nonetheless, Rabban was telling you, rely on those previous days where you once felt that arousal and that closeness to God and walk with the reinforcement of those days. Walk behind those days, meaning gain reinforcement from those days and continue walking even though you can't see now. Because just as once at that time your heart was awakened and reinforced to serve Hashem, the same is true of now. Even though you don't feel the same desire, reinforce your heart very much and walk after that awakening and that shining that you once had. Even though that now you fell from this level. Until after a short while, Hashem, Hashem will help this person. And God will continue to shine this, uh, His light. Amen. I am says, look at the end of the the, uh, the book of Ligu de Moran to see what is spoken about this. This idea of reinforcement, which is uh, very key. When the tzaddik needs to request something from God, it's possible that God does not fill or grant this tzaddik's request. That sometimes God listens to the tzaddik and sometimes he doesn't. But there is a tzaddik that exists that he's able to decree and to say, I say that it is so. And this is what is brought down in Bamidbach, chapter 6. It says, Thus shall you bless B'nai Israel. Say to them. What did that mean? Meaning that is, that I say will be so. Meaning that he is saying the way it is. That this tzaddik has the capability to tell Hashem the way he wants it. Meaning that God shall bless and protect you. Amen. And it says over there. And we see this many stories, especially with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Um, with Moshe Rabbeinu, many different times where Moshe and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, other great tzaddikim, requested the way that they wanted it to happen. 
and uh, almost den and almost nullified God's decree. And uh, look in Moed Katan, Daf uh, 16, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, over there about this idea, um, about the tzaddik being able to nullify God's decree. This is a very unique tzaddik that can do this. Only maybe one, two, at, the, at that level that we're talking about. Even those who are far from the tzaddik, they also receive vitality and life force, illumination and light from this tzaddik by means of his shadowing over them, by means of his shading them. The tzaddik is able to cover them over like a tree, provide shade for a person, and he's able to bring them life force through that shade that he's giving them. Like a tree. Which has branches, bark, leaves. And all these branches, barks, and leaves um, receive and draw vitality and life force from this tree. And there are, for example, shrubs and grass that is very far from the tree. And it would seem to you that they don't receive life force from the tree because they're completely two separate entities. But the truth is, Rabbi is telling you that genuinely they, they do receive life force from the tree. Because the tree is shading over these, this grass and protecting these, this grass from the sun. The same is true of this tzaddik who has branches and trees and branches and um, leaves, etc. Bark is brought in lesson um, 66. Uh, section 1 about this idea and even those far people who are far from the tzaddik they receive life force from him why? because he shades over them just like the tree example cannot be said above and the last Torah for today Torah Resh no when the lung is in its perfect state it's healthy it's in its perfection when your lungs are perfect your bitachon is perfect. Your trust is perfect. Now Rabbi is going to explain why the lungs are connected to bitachon. For he says the essence of bitachon, of true trust, is perfected by means of the sechel, of a person's intellect. That if you want to refine your trust, you have to refine your intellect. Chapter 145. The eyes of everybody look to you in hope. They hope in Hashem. What is ene, the eyes? This is the intellect. Why do the eyes represent a person's mind and intellect? Chapter 3. Both of their eyes were opened. With regard to Adam and Chava, it says about Adam and Chava that both of their eyes were opened. And what did Rashi say about this? This is said with respect to wisdom. Meaning when it says their eyes were opened, it means they were granted chokhmah, wisdom. So we see that the eyes represent wisdom, intellect. And Raman was saying that just a, um, equivalent with a person's intellect is his bitachon, is his trust. Because there's many degrees and levels of trust that are, that are infinite. There's infinite levels. Trust in Hashem forever and ever, meaning there's, there's trust in God that, that varies up until forever, meaning infinitely. All of it is depending upon your intellect. The main aspect of intellect 
is through the lungs. Because where does intellect stem from? A man's essential brain and intellect and mind, his wisdom, comes through the moisture that rises to the brain. And what is this moisture? It's the oils. And Rabenu is giving us this parable that the mind is like a wick. The soul within the mind is the light. As we know that there's three aspects of the soul that exist within the body. We know the nefesh exists within the liver, the ruach within the heart, and the neshama um, exists within the mind, the intellect. So we see that the neshama within the person's mind is like the light. The mind itself, the brain itself is like the wick. And the oil is the moisture. Um, <clears throat> so we see that the essential sustenance of the mind and the way the mind is maintained is through the moisture of the body, the oils of the body. And where does the moisture come from? Through the lungs. is brought down in the Tikkun Ezoach, the third Tikkun. That if not for the lobes of the lung, were it not for the lungs itself, that were constantly blowing air upon the heart, the heart would burn up the entire body because the heart is full of fire and pumping and it's full of heat. The lungs are providing that coolness. And if not for the lungs, the heart would burn up the entire body in heat. So we see that the moisture of the body comes through the lungs. And this is the aspect that was brought down in Shemot chapter 25. That the Khuvim, these angels, were spreading their wings upon the kaporet, the covering of the ark. This was in the Kodesh HaKodashim, in the Holy of Holies, inside the Mishkan, inside the tabernacle, that these Chovim, uh, these angels which stood upon the ark, were spreading their wings over the covering of the ark. And what is the covering? A kaporet? It's brought down in the Zohar Pinchas. Kaporet is kapurta deliba. Covering is a reference to kapurta deliba, the covering of the heart. Nimtza, we see that through the lungs, one maintains his moisture which will not dry out um, through the heart. Meaning what? That the body isn't dried out through the heart. How? Through the lungs. The lungs keep the body from drying out because of the heart. So we see that the... Um, so what is the... Pose kenafaim? The spread out its wings. What's kenafaim? The wings? The, the lobes of the lung. That is its reference. That it's referencing. That the lobes of the lung protect the heart. Meaning it covers over the heart. So that the moisture of the lungs constantly blow upon the heart so that the heart doesn't light up the entire body in flames. Once the lobes maintain the moisture of the body, once it fans upon the heart, through this it sustains the mind, which is like a lit lamp. Through that moisture. It stays lit through the moisture. Now through that intellect, which all stems from the... From the blowing of the lungs, now you create your trust, your bitachon. As we said, that all the eyes look to you and hope. And what are the eyes? It's the intellect. So the eyes, which are the intellect, then stem and then draw into this aspect of hope, which is bitachon. So we see that the perfection of one's trust in God is through the perfection of the lungs. And now, Rabbeinu says, once you have this perfection, sorry, 
Now you're able, one is able to transform all the tones and the shape of the Twitter. We're going to see what the Twitter means, the, the little noises that the bird makes. What is this noise? It's the, the voice which emerges from a person's windpipe. This is what we call the, um, the Tzif Tzuf. The brother and Gemara Brachot Samech Aleph Amud Aleph over there, 61, side A. That uh, this voice which emerges from the windpipe is called this Tzif Tzuf, this Twitter. Which is only a simple sound, a simple tone. And now, once this lungs are in perfection and the bitachon is in perfection, you're able to transform that 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 monotone into what dibur into words, meaning that your voice, which is just empty, it didn't have much body to it. Now you're able to create words with it. Through the five articulators of one speech, which formulate and enunciate these words. Because the only difference, the essential difference between a person and an animal is through whenever a person formulates words. Because the distinction of a human being is that he's able to speak, whereas animals don't have this. Chapter 4. Who places a mouth to a man? Who's the one who, puts, um, who gives a mouth to a man? Meaning, what makes a person a, a man is a mouth. And the essential separation between an animal and a man is this articulating of these words. Meaning that you transform that single tone and that single sound, that single Twitter into articulated letters and then finally into words, into speech. Because we see that also animals and birds have this Twitter, as we see. Clearly, these birds make these sounds. Actually, but they don't have this ability to enunciate and to cut up the words into divisions and to make these words and enunciate sentences. This is what um, distincts, uh, this is the distinction between a man and an animal. That he's able to enunciate and to cut up the words. Now Rabbanu tells us the key. You want to reach this category and this um, level of a man? And to distinct yourself from a man and an animal is through tzedakah, through charity. Bifrinat, it's brought down in Bereshit chapter 1. Na'ase Adam, let us make a man. Ochtim, and it's also brought down in chapter 2 of Megillat Ruth. Shema Isha Sharasiti Mohayom. The name of the man with who I, I worked today. Um, etc., etc., etc. It's brought down. So now we're going to see what this means. Mahatam tzedakah, Afkanta tzedakah. Just like there, it's referencing. Uh, charity also too it's referencing charity as brought down in the Zohar Kadosh look at uh, lesson 37 Rabbanu goes into depth about this idea um, so we see just over there with regard to Bereshit chapter 1 the subject over there tzedaka, meaning that God gave us a charity that the entire charity of making the human being that this is Hashem's charity that He creates us and so too over here that um, the man in who I made today Asher asiti mohayom, man with who asiti literally means to make. And there it's translated with work. But we see this idea of naasen asiti, which is the idea of charity. Brought down in Megillat Ruth and in Bereshit. So we see this idea of charity. This is what makes a man a man is through charity. That through charity a person goes into the category of a human being. And now that he's in the category of a human being, now he has speech. And this is what it brought down at Gemara Rosh Hashanah. 
What does it say? Beficha with your mouth? Zod staka. This is with charity. Um, because through charity now you're given a mouth which is speech which is the category and would make a man separate from an animal as we said above who is it that gives a mouth to a human being as Hashem says so we see that charity is what gives a person a mouth with your mouth this is charity so we see that the mouth is given because of charity meaning now once you give charity now your speech is in perfection and now Rabbeinu ties the full circle the essence of charity comes to what? trust trust in God and do good because if a person does not have trust he's not able to give proper charity because he'll be afraid that he'll be lacking from what he gives in tzedakah and the essence of tzedakah comes through trust that he trusts in God that he won't lose and he won't be lacking through the charity that he's giving at all brought down um, in the language of the Chachamim Dvarim, chapter 15, verse 10, that Hashem will bless us because of the charity we give, because of this thing. And what's this thing? It's the charity. We see that through the trust, by means of trust, which is created through the intellect that we said above, through this, now, once you have this trust, you're able to give tzedakah. And now, once you have this tzedakah, now you have the mouth, the speech. And this is explained and the aspect of what is brought in Tehrim, chapter 69. My throat is parched, dry, my, my eyes ache. Meaning that the intellect is not in its perfect, perfect state. As brought down in the verse, what did it take? My eyes ache. What did we say the eyes were? The intellect. So we see when the eyes are aching, meaning that you're your intellect isn't in its perfect state. So we see that you have no more trust. As it's brought down in the verse, my eyes are aching. I long for God. And the result of this, because you're lacking the trust, then your throat is parched. Because what do they say? When a, where does the Twitter emerge from? The throat. The, the windpipe. Which means that it's only this sound that comes from the windpipe, but not speech, not using your lips, not using your mouth to divide that sound into words. So meaning you don't have the ability to enunciate these words. Because you lack in intellect, um, you don't have the ability of speech. But once you have trust and you give charity, and now you're able to transform all those sounds and tones into words. And this is what it brought down in Kohelet chapter 12. One is woken up, one is awakened by the sound of the of the tzipor, of the bird. And all the strains of the music, all the different types of music are, are muffled. That all the songs are like conversations to him. Meaning that he creates from all these sounds and twitters and songs, meaning uncompleted sounds, the sound that emerges from the windpipe, and he turns them into sicha conversations, meaning into speech. 
as we said above, that he's able to turn all those twitters into um, those tones and those sounds into words. And this is what we say, stories about the Baal Shem Tov, may his memory be a blessing. Um, that he would hear words from the notes of a violin because he had the ability to create from these twitters and sounds into words. He would hear words from the notes on a violin. Imagine the level of the Baal Shem Tov, that he was able to transform these sounds into, into words. Why? Because he attained this level of Gedeh Adam and Bitachot that enabled him to do so. May we attain that level of following the footsteps of these holy tzaddikim who are able to do this through Tzadikim, Bitachon, through holy intellect and perfection in lungs.